welcome back to Unclassical. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Your old Katie said it to Unclassical. I'm Marsha. And I'm Katie. And we are on part three of the turn of the <clears throat> screw. <laughs> the turn of the screw. Although, development, lads. Yeah. So I was sat here with the book beside me and my partner came in and he was like, the turning of the screw. Is that like the turning of the shrew? And I was like, no, it's not, apparently. But see, it makes your brain do the same pattern. Well, yeah, because you just called it the turning of the screw. It's the yes, turn of the is, screw. It's the turn of the screw. But uh, this is, these are his words. He read the book title and he said the turning of the screw. I mean, there's he something also... that attracted you to each other. You're both this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, apparently, I mean, I you know, it made me very happy because I was like, yes, this is why I'm with you because you validate my insanity. You think I'm crazy? Yes, but so am I good. Let's be mend all together and not be able to read books. So last time, very hard. That creepy guy was hovering outside Quint. the window, wasn't he? Quint was hovering outside. Quint was having a squint. <laughs> Quint was on the squinter. Quint was on the squint, um, in through the window, um, and I promised you that it was going to take a much darker turn, and we didn't quite get there, because um, me and Marsha recorded late one evening, and uh, we said we wouldn't do that again, because we get silly. Uh, but it's 20 to 9 on Monday evening, so here we are! That's late for us. Um, is he going to get his willy out and start flashing? Well, maybe. I was about anyway. to say, oh, this is a children's book, but it's It's not. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it's a horror novella. Um, so without but it's Victorian. Do, they were sensitive back then. It's, it's yeah. like horror. It's like creepy. Just like creepy. So yeah, just to recap. Um, he's not going like, to look sorry, he's not gonna, like, look in through the window. He's not going to be wearing, like, what's the girl's name? It's like Flora's face on his face. Maybe in a manner of speaking. No, he doesn't what? skin the kids. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I take like, everything I said. This book is fucking dark. It's, the thing is... When you actually break it down and some of the things that they're actually saying, you're like, damn, that is dark. Doesn't come across in the writing, though, because it's so fucking cryptic. <laughs> okay, intrigued. So what's gone down? <clears throat> so yeah, just for like a, a recap, uh, Danny walked into a room, saw Quint squinting at her, freaked out, ran out to try and catch him. He's gone. She's told um, Mrs. Gross what she's seen and Mrs. Gross has been like, fuck, man, that's Quint. He was a bad egg and he used to work here very closely with the kids. And Danny's like, gosh, why am I seeing him? She's like, well, that's the sitch, Mrs. Gross says, because uh, he dead. Uh, and uh, if we remember, Danny yeah. was like, dead! Yeah. <laughs> dead! <And> dead! <laughs> I was like, well, at least no one overreacted. Yeah, at least, at least we were all cool about the whole thing. Yeah, that, that was amazing, to be fair. Yeah. So after, without further ado, we'll jump back in. After the scary side of, of Quint, his name mm. is Squint from now on. Mm. Yeah, after the squint um, of Squint. Squint of Quint. Uh, Danny and, and Mrs. Gross begin to discuss in depth what could have made Quint want to come back. Just got a bit bored okay. of being dead. He's got, he's got some unfinished business. Why? He was looking for someone else, you say? Someone who was not you. He was looking for little Miles. Or portentious clearness now possessed me. Oh God, try saying that when you're drunk. Portentious clearness now. Portentious clearness now possessed me. That's who he was looking for. But how do you know? I know, I know, I know. My no, you don't though. Sorry. <laughs> no, my exultation grew. And you know, my dear. She didn't deny this, but I required. I felt 
not even so much telling as that. She took it up again in a moment. What if he should see him? Little Miles, that's what he wants. She looked immensely scared again. The child? Heaven forbid! The man, he wants to appear to them. That he might was an awful conception, and yet somehow I could keep it at bay, which moreover, as we lingered there, was what I succeeded in practically proving. I had an absolute certainty that I should see again what I had already seen, but something within me said that by offering myself bravely as the sole subject of such experience, by accepting, by inviting, by surmounting it all, I should serve an ex- spiritual victim and guard the tranquillity of the rest of the household children especially i should thus fence about and absolutely save i recall one of the last things i said that night to mrs gross it does strike me that my pupils have never mentioned she looked at me hard as i Sorry, knew I she meant her pupils like you know like my dad wrote a porno and he's always like um his yeah. eyes did see or like he used his eyes to see like my pupils never mentioned that they saw my pupils him. have never yet informed me of the sight that i did see <laughs> yeah to be fair this sounds quite fitting um i was gonna say so is she kind of like oh you know i'll just be the one that sees him and i'll be chill because no have you not seen any horror film you don't put any energy into the dead entity otherwise it gets stronger and stronger and feeds off you no daddy stop looking out windows i have a you're, question you're with that i mean it's, it's not like she sought him out he just kind of was there well victim blaming isn't it she's a woman it's victorian times i think you'll find it's oh, her fault just you fucking wait it's all, <laughs> mile. it's all miles's fault really yeah. um it does strike me that my students have never mentioned she looked at me hard as musingly pulled up he's having been here and the time they were with him the time they were with him and his name, his presence, his history in any way, they've never alluded to it. Oh, the little lady doesn't remember. She never heard or knew. The circumstances of his death, I thought with some intensity. Well, she's a child. She never knew. Yeah. Right? Well, she's got a lot going she's on, like, all right? Try not to traumatise her. Yeah. Also, they're posh twats. They're the help. They're, as if the kids are going to notice. Well, this is the thing that they keep going on about, is that Miles and Quint had a very special relationship. Okay, let's keep Quint away from Miles. This this is not sound okay. Oh my god, it's about to fucking hit the fucking fan. Um, but Miles would remember. Miles would know. Ah, oh, don't try him. Broke from Mrs. Gross. I returned her the look she had given me. Don't be afraid. I continued to think it is rather odd that he never spoke of him, never by the least reference. And you tell me they were great friends. No adult is great friends with a child. That is not okay. Who, the one that's in Stranger. Things, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Was there a time in an interview when she was like texting Drake or someone? Yeah. Was it Drake? It, it was Drake, and they're like, he, she was bless her. She was like, he's my friend, and like, honey, no, he's grooming you. Yeah, like we just he's text every single day. Like, oh my god, everyone's like, it's inappropriate, but like, you know, it's not like that. We're just friends. No, that's the inappropriate bit. Yeah, and also <laughs> him texting her shit like, I miss you. Like, no, yeah. you don't. We just say we love like, each other like ten times a day. I swear, she says something like that, and like. No, it's inappropriate, Bob. <laughs> Predator. Um, anyway. Oh, it wasn't him, Mrs. Gross, with, with emphasis declared. It was Quint's own fancy to play with him. I mean, to spoil him. What? She paused oh. a moment, then she added, Quint was much too free. This no. gave me straight from my vision of his face. Such a face, a sudden sickness of disgust. Too free? With my boy? Too free with everyone. So Quint's been fucking the whole house. I mean, 
Mrs. Right. Gross, did you get yourself a bit of Quint? Did you, did you get weird by Quint? Seems a little quintessential. <laughs> um, quintessentially Quint. Quintessentially Quint. Uh, but yeah, what the fuck? So I I, I did look it up and um, basically it's very heavily hinted at that, yeah, Quint probably raped Miles. <laughs> Well, they left that out of the TV adaptation, didn't they? Okay, thank you. Because, like, it's been a while since I've seen the TV one, and I was like, am I really stupid? Did I did I miss something? Like, pretty sure I'd have remembered that. No. Pretty sure. No, that's not... Unless that was fucking subtle, that's not a thing. He's, like, mean to him, but well, at no like, point did he fuck him. It says exactly what Quint did, but he's far too friendly and familiar with Miles, and then every time anyone speaks about him, there he they they're all like, "Oh, Quint was an absolute terror," and you're like, "They touched the kids." See, Leah, I trust that you've looked it up and it's hinting at that because I read it. Well, received what you said, as though like at the end of the day, he's a servant and he's talking far too familiarly. No, 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 get below the stairs, young man. They're very rude, uh, Quint. Uh, see, I kind of was kind of thinking that but it's the phrase what was it that was i was like mm, that doesn't sit right he took his cock out of miles's mouth phrase. and it's just that phrase Two you know three. <laughs> it's my boy like gross but yeah it's fucking gross. disgusting anyway gross. so yeah i did google it uh google seems to be generally on my side that that's what it's alluding to but yeah if you've got other ideas of what the fuck quint was up to then please do feel free to share <laughs> Oh, Quinn. Oh, he's a wrong one. So um, we've got a pedo on the grounds. <laughs> so we've got a pedo. But basically, Mrs. Gross and the rest of the staff never told their suspicions to the master as he didn't like complaints. So whatever he was doing with Miles was just, le- um, like, never questioned. I bet that, what well, I don't even bet. I know that goes on in, like, historical places of abuse, like Catholic Church being case in point. Just like, well, no one's going to really like it if you say the priests are fucking the choir boys. So just, you know, we just, we just don't bring it up. We just don't bring it up. But it's just like, it really irritates me now how Danny now moves on being like, and of course, Mrs. Gross is my, it's my you know, my um my friend and my supporter and everything. And so like, she failed in every single yeah. way on protecting those children because she Literally. didn't want to stir shit up. Fuck Mrs. Gross. She is an ally to paedophiles. She is. <laughs> yeah. A- Ally, <laughs> aiding and abetting. I know. I, I was like, ally doesn't seem like the right word to use. It's the only damn word I can think of. <laughs> she is aiding and abetting. If this, if this was in a modern court of law, she'd be in prison. She'd be in prison right now. Right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> she'd be deported, <laughs> and she'd be talking like this with Mrs. Talking like this. Obviously, <laughs> it's an old-timey book. But what the fuck? Um, if I were Danny now, I'd be telling the master everything. I'd be like, nah, mate, nah, there's some weird shit going on and the rest of your I staff will really chill with it. Our whole premise of Unclassical is like, it's an old-timey thing, but what the fuck? I would love it if like someone could time travel from that time. Like, nah, it was fucked up back then. <laughs> like, we might be Victorians, but we're not all pedos, all right? <laughs> to be fair, Danny, and they're sort of like, you didn't say anything. No, he was far too powerful. So you let him rape the kids? Yes. You're mm. shit. You're a shit person, Mrs. Gross. Unfortunately, you're the best friend I've got here because it's very lonely and secluded. So we're going to have to stick it out. To be fair, what is Mrs. Gross's punishment? You have to listen to every ghostly encounter I encounter for the rest of my time here. (laughs) Do you have to sit and listen to it? To it all with cups of tea. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite the punishment I would envision, but there we go. I mean, 
you can but everyone's ultimately selfish is aren't they like mrs yeah. gross is like oh you know i don't upset the apple cart by like you know telling everyone that he's a pedophile and danny's like well you know i don't want to lose my best friend by yeah. like going oh you helped a pedophile <laughs> i mean there is an element of um mrs gross being a victim as well she does make a comment which is something a lot i haven't written it down um but it's something along the lines of that quint was too clever and powerful i mean so i do think you know katie this isn't the inspiration for Bly House. It's the inspiration for Abducted in Plain Sight. <gasps> Quinn is that guy. Oh my God. That is the best <laughs> documentary ever. The only thing that is better than that documentary is the documentary about the deep sea divers. One absolutely wild ride. What's that? I think that might be called Last Breath. Oh yeah. my God, guys. If you haven't seen Last Breath, it's actually the best thing I on that. I think that's what it's called. It's um, so good. Yeah, it's about, um, like Katie said, deep sea divers and one of them like gets um, left under the sea. Um, and it, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. so intense. The, I mean, Marshall told I me, mean, yeah, that's the premise. Yeah, one of them gets like stuck. and uh, But the best part is, because they like have to go so deep and with like, you know, the compression and everything, they breathe in helium. So they all talk like this, and there's just a bit where all of them is like, It's even higher than that! I've lost a diver! <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of shows them like there's like security footage because they will have to like decompress, literally, yeah. like acclimatize to be at that kind of pressure. And you kind of hear them all talking like this, it's and then amazing. shit goes down and it gets serious, and they stop having their voices because you can't take it seriously if you're like, We're all gonna die! <laughs> well, not all of them. <laughs> I've lost a diver! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's very serious. People are could die. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. And also, when things go like start to just go a little bit wrong, it fucking snowballs, man. Like, oh my. Oh god. my god. Shit hits the fan. Anyway, I won't say what it is, but also the way they fix it is like the most like rudimentary. <laughs> like, it's solution. Like, and it's just the level of things going wrong. You're like, guys, guys. <laughs> guys guys everyone watch it like it's so fuck, good guys stop listening to this this is shit go watch last breath <laughs> go, go watch last breath and then come back finish this and we'll get back to the child rapists yeah, anyway yeah. back to child rapists so danny is angry with mrs gross but mrs gross just cries and tells her that quint was too clever and would have made life very difficult for her so she didn't um step in to protect the children no bin now you'd suck yeah yeah terrible danny forgives her um like I say, because Danny's ultimately selfish too. It's just... And it's not even like, you know, she doesn't tell Danny this freely being like, something bad happened with the last um, care of the children that you should probably be aware of. So it's I mean, like, there's a strange man on the grounds. Yeah, and just to add to that, it was also a bit of paedophile. So mm-hmm. bit, that moment they're like, you look like you've seen... Like, there's a strange man on the grounds. Is there? Yes, he's <laughs> like, looks like this. Oh! Oh, Fuck, I'm gonna I have really to hoped it wouldn't be that one. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought dying would have stopped this from happening, but there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes, I was um, going to say something very, it, a very bad joke about once you've had miles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> anyway, um, so one lovely sunny day, she's down by the pond with Flora, and Flora is just being a little angel, pottering about, picking flowers, and all the rest of it, just being like you know Aww. the most darling little girl that ever could possibly be. Um, when suddenly, Danny notices something, or someone, suddenly in the water on the grounds. What across the lake? So on the opposite Ooh. bank, but then like, well, it's not quite on the opposite bank. It's kind of like if you imagine, it's not like a perfectly circular lake. It's kind of got dips and stuff. So the person's like far enough away 
that she can still see like her face and stuff she can like yeah. see her well but like also distance enough that you know you probably you could shout to them but you couldn't be like so what's up duck like there's a bit of distance between them but also not loads you know Uh, close enough to be uncomfortable yeah um suddenly amid these elements i became aware that on the other side of the sea of azov which is what they call the lake um we had an intro we had an interested spectator the way this knowledge gathered in me was the strangest thing in the world the strangest that is except that the very much stranger in which it quickly merged itself i had sat down with a piece of work sorry i had sat down with a piece of work that makes it sound like your floor is a piece of work i'd sat down with a right piece of work right come here you (laughs) you floor you're a right so she's sitting on a stone bench floor is a little way up the bank towards the figure grace Gross. Gross. Oh, it's um, gross. <laughs> it is gross. <laughs> on the, I was sat on the old stone bench which, which overlooked the pond. And in this position, I began to take in with certitude and yet without direct vision, the presence, a good way off, of a third person. The old trees, the thick shrubbery made a great and pleasant shade, but it was suffused with the brightness of the hot, still hour. There was no ambiguity in anything, whatever, at least in the conviction, I found myself forming as to what I should see straight before me across the lake as a consequence of raising my eyes. I looked up and there was a person. That's all you had to fucking say, Henry Jane. As a consequence of raising my eyes. You raising your eyes didn't cause it to be that. That's not a consequence. You just now are witnessing what was already there i'm gonna go on in a bit to talk about how fucking narcissistic danny is but all oh, right right i caused this with my I eyes i caused my it by pupils. raising my eyes like fuck <laughs> off danny you didn't make the ghosts or maybe she did <laughs> maybe it's all her hysteria <laughs> danny sitting there like am i the drama <laughs> i don't think i'm the drama, the drama. Okay, you're the piece of work danny you're the piece of work um the consequence of raising my eyes they were attached at this juncture to the stitching in which i was engaged and i could feel once more the spasm of my effort that not to move them till i should so have steadied myself as to be able to make up my mind of what to do they there were was... attached to the stitching what all right she... like dude you gotta work on your stitching technique that shit's <laughs> fucked i mean that that's your horror movie she's just sewing her eyes up <laughs> um nah she's just looking at it but um now she's like fixed and she's like can't take her eyes off this this figure oh. until she's like okay there's a stranger in the garden now what mm. okay there was an alien object in view a figure whose right of presence i instantly and passionately questioned i recollect counting over perfectly the possibilities reminding myself that nothing was more natural for instance than the appearance of one of the men about the place or even of a messenger a, a postman or a tradesboy from the village that reminder had as little effect on my practical certitude as I was conscious, still even without looking, of its having upon the character and attitude of our visitor. Nothing was more natural than these things should be the other things they absolutely were not. Okay, did we just enter fucking Alice in Wonderland? What are you trying to say? I feel like I might have just had a seizure. <laughs> what she's trying to say yeah. is, although there are lots of like explanations to explain someone being there, this is not it. This is not. This ain't a messenger. This ain't no gardener. This ain't no handyman. There's no logical explanation for this. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. 
That's all you had to say. <laughs> I transferred my eyes straight to little Flora, who, at the moment, was about ten yards away. My heart had stood still for an instant with the wonder and terror of the question whether she too would see, and I held my breath while I waited for what a cry for um for a cry from her. What some sudden innocent sign either of interest or of alarm would tell me. I waited, but nothing came. Then in the first place, and there is something more dire in this, I feel, than in anything I have to relate. I was determined in a minute all spontaneous sounds from her had dropped, and in the second by the circumstance that also within the minute she had, in her play, turned her back to the water. This was her attitude. When I at last looked at her, looked with the confirmation, conviction, that we were still together under direct personal notice, she had picked up a small piece of flat wood and happened to have in it a little hole that had evidently suggested to her the idea of sticking in another fragment that might figure as a mast, making the thing a boat. This second morsel, as I watched her, she was very markedly and intently attempting to tighten it in place. My apprehension of what she was doing sustained me so that after some seconds I felt I was ready for more. Then again I shifted my eyes and faced what I had to face. Oh my god. So much waffle. There is a lot of waffle. So basically, what she's trying to fucking say in 7,000 words. This is a novella. It's not a novella. <laughs> Um, it's like Jesus <laughs> is she's what's disturbed her is that Flora Flora is fucking disturbed. chill like this isn't yeah. weird I, I love a ghost This is I love my... it. but did Flora ghost? even look at the ghost because I would be thinking I'm the only one that can see it well I mean you'd think narcissistic Danny would think that I think Flora has <laughs> but actually look. Marsh you've out narcissisted her <laughs> you've so, well done her. but no um, Flora saw her and was just like and Sorry. No. Did I say her? I was going to say earlier, do we know? Um, I'm guessing it's not Quint, but yeah. A her, is it? So um, Danny goes back and tells Mrs. Gross what she's seen because she's like, oh, Mrs. Gross, you suck and you've got to hear all of my melancholy dramas from now on forever. <laughs> is that you joking? Or is that literally her thing? Like, you have to listen to it all now? I mean... Not really. She, I mean, it is mostly me joking. She pretty much is just like. It's just because oh, okay. I can imagine someone saying that in a book, like Mrs. Gross, come here as per our agreement to listen to my troubles. She does kind of go on being like she is just very much sort of like. There's bits where she's like, I could tell Mrs. Gross did not want to hear this, but it was her duty, so she sat down and listened, even though she didn't want to. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Gross. And, well, wow. no, she's um, she's a and, aid runner better. Yeah, and then Danny says stuff being like, you know, along the lines of. I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway because I want to. Because <laughs> I, I need someone to talk to too, and uh, unfortunately, that's you. That is you. I mean, Danny is quite bold. Like, why didn't you tell me this before? Reasons. <laughs> well, you know, just like kind of drip feeding you when you get here. You don't want it all at once. You'll run for the hills, my love. I don't know, Gross. Why didn't you tell the master that um, his niece and nephew were being abused? Reasons. 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 <laughs> anyway. Um,. To be fair, I get the vibe that if he did get the vibe, I, I, she still don't, totally should raise it to like the police if the uncle's not going to um, do anything. But I do get the vibe that he'd be like, oh, well, the uncle, I mean, like, well, that doesn't sound like there's anything I can do from my end. That definitely sounds like a you problem. Bye now. Oh, 100%. But still. Yeah, but still. Then you raise it to the police. So, um, yeah, she's talking to um, Mrs. Gross and Mrs. Gross is like, so what you're freaking out about now is that Flora wasn't scared of him and uh of him well that's what, that that's what she comes in with she goes no of her Ooh. i was conscious as i spoke that i looked 
Prodigious? 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 No, that's just just prestige I said wrong. Protégé! Oh, (laughs) Prodigious. I looked prodigious things Mm -hmm. um, for I got the slow reflection of them in my companion's face. Another person this time, but a figure of quite an unmistakable horror and evil. A woman in black, pale and dreadful, with such an air also and such a face on the other side of the lake. I was there with the child, quiet for the hour and in the midst of it. She came. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, also, what came first, woman in black or this? Ooh, copyright. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I think they're written around the original woman in black. I think they're written around the same time. I think. <laughs> I think, yeah, because this is like late 1800s, early 1900s. So uh, Mrs. Gross asks her, My friend with an odd impulse fell back. Was she someone you've never seen before? Never. But someone the child has. Someone you have. Then to show how I had thought of it all. My predecessor. The one who died. Miss Jessel? Miss Jessel. You don't believe me, I pressed. She turned right and left in her distress. How can you be sure? This drew for me in the state of my nerves a flash of impatience. Then ask Flora, she's sure. But I'd no sooner spoken than I caught myself up. No, for God's sake, don't. She'll say she isn't. She'll lie. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So now we get into um, a bit of Danny's narcissistic paranoia vibe. She starts to think, now that she's seen that in Flora not even really interact just been chill with the ghost yeah um to which you raised the massive plot hole did we even know that flora saw the ghost um, yeah <laughs> apparently we do um, okay uh, and now she's just sort of like they're in on it together trying to get me and you're like okay yeah it's quite a reaction i know a lot of people that would react that way right <laughs> like, I mean, against again the whole like um, anti-vaxxer thing of like, well, they want to give us the COVID vaccine so they can watch us. You're not that interesting, Greg. Oh, you're not that interesting. And also, they're doing a concerned chip in your arm. What the fuck do you think your mobile phone is? Yeah, it's like, well, no one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck. Like they're doing it to get rid of me. No one cares about you, Danny. Just fuck off. No one cares. No one. No one likes you, Danny. It's mm. fine. So now they're kind of like discussing like what the children might know and also that um Miss Jessel and Quint were very close. Oh and... but, but Quint was quintessentially close with everyone. Well, it's very much hinted that Miss Jessel was either involved or heavily abetting him and his ways, so Quint and Miss Jessel both raped Miles. And potentially Flora as well. <gasps> Yeah. Oh my god, this book's fucking horrendous. I know. I mean, you know, it's very cryptically written. Like I say, this is just what Google's pretty much telling me it meant. Mm. The fact that um, yeah, the, the Quinn and Miss Jessel um are yeah. both dead aside. Um, even if they were alive, oh my abusers across the um pond. <laughs> well, are we sure Flora saw her? Well, dear, dear, we must keep our heads. This is um, Mrs. Gross. And after all, if she doesn't mind it, she even tried a grim joke. Perhaps she likes it. Flora does not like being abused. 
the fuck is wrong with everyone? So basically, um, well, the kids have never complained about their abusers, so mm. perhaps they like it. So maybe we should just let it all carry on if they like it. I mean, she it. makes a valid point. No, she doesn't. What the fuck? <laughs> just they're like, I need to scream into a pillow. What the fuck is wrong with you all? What is Danny's reaction to this? Because is she like, no, or is she like, you make a fair point? Danny says, like, such things? A scrap of an infant? Isn't it just proof of her blessed innocence? My friend bravely inquired. She brought me for the instant almost round. Oh, we must clutch at that. We must cling to it. If it isn't a proof of what you say, it's proof of God knows it, for the woman's a horror of horrors. So she's a bit like, she she doesn't enjoy it, Mrs. Gross. Like, well, we must protect her. Well, she's very innocent. Yes, we must protect her innocence. Yeah, like, yeah, don't just pimp her out to her abusers. No. And, well, maybe she likes it. No, Mrs. Gross, what's no, wrong with you? I mean, I understand Mrs. Gross is uh, not very educated and everything, but Mrs. Gross, stop being gross. I mean, there's a reason she's called gross. gross. So to clarify, we have met two ghosts. Um, we have met Mr. Quint, who and the much scarier and visually and named the woman in black, Miss Jessel. So we have two cho- two ghosts attacking children's innocence. But the grown-ups' general idea is knee bother because the kids seem to like it. They seem to like it. Oh, lordy. Also, Just sorry, I like attacking their innocence. Raping children. Oh, lordy. Well, yeah, that's because that's all they can say in the book is like wounding their innocence. And you're like, but what else can that mean? Like genuinely. If they, people have teaching other them readings, swear words or you're fiddling with them because it's a little bit of a different. A little, this is what I mean. I'm like, and also, there's like, it's like that coming back to the, in the first episode when Miles comes home and they're like, is he really bad? And it's like, well, he's not. I've never known him to be bad. It's like they put so much weird emphasis on it. And it's like, so this is the thing. It's like, well, it's not like he, you know, because they're being like, he was bad. It's like, it's not like he swore he did something really wrong. Mm. Like, they're much more disturbed than, you know shat in someone's locker <laughs> someone i knew at their school i think he said he went to school in swindon or something and he said um uh, they all got called into an assembly and they had to like leave their coats or blazers or something hanging up in a particular area they all got called into assembly because someone had to put a poo in one of the blazer pockets no i'd cry imagine that being like my blazer is your blazer oh no it was just like it was meant to be a very serious assembly that this you know was a disgusting thing to do potentially Funny. dangerous and he was like and we all just couldn't stop crying <laughs> he was like I mean, no you, you can't be putting feces in people's items of clothing <laughs> so he was like i thought i was gonna die <laughs> laughing so much i mean you would wouldn't you i mean it's funny <laughs> just like we are gathered here today to discuss the very serious incident that happened this morning someone put a poo in a blazer <laughs> <laughs> and you can just see it as well with the stony face teachers without like, a sense it's not of funny stop laughing it's stop not disgusting. funny <laughs> I'm frightfully disappointed in all of you our poor janitor has had to clean it up and he did not enjoy it can you imagine that and then be blatantly be like the little bully kid as well like and it wasn't Jeffrey's blazer now look at Jeffrey's face I was very sad to find it <laughs> 
can tell we, Marsha, everyone yeah. thinks we're the people that put the poo in the blazer now. Well, Jeffrey asked for it. <laughs> Look, Jeffrey shouldn't have made himself such a victim. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. Obviously, if the police ask. <laughs> we didn't even go to this school. Damn it, they thought of it before we could. Clever. Clever little bastard. <laughs> Clever. I work in a college. I can facilitate this. Shit in someone's back. I'll just do it to an annoying child. Be fine. Someone else I knew, they worked at this company in New York and um, there was like, uh, I think people were getting like laid off and that kind of thing. And they came into the office one day and someone had left a shit on the boardroom table. And um, then they said um, they were going to get it DNA tested to link it to who it was and that it was in their best interest if they came forward now. Uh, DNA testing through poo isn't a thing. Um, but it worked to treat the person owned up. <laughs> wow, did they get fired? Yeah, <laughs> that is literally gross misconduct. That is that is gross. It is gross. Gross did no. some gross misconduct as well by not reporting those kids getting abused. Yes, fucking hell. But yeah, um, any other stories about poo? Did have you... I ever told the story about... Do you have a phantom poo? Um, yeah, I actually... We're going to record some stories about poo and put them on Patreon. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I do have some good poo stories. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Realisation in your face. Just that moment of it all. And it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> I've got some great poo stories. So, um, great patrons, poo you stories. can look forward to hearing that one. If, if you'd like to hear some poo stories, just uh, come follow us on Patreon. Patreon. Be pa- a Patreon. Be a, well, I don't know. Come follow us on Patreon and become a patron. Is that what it is? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. <laughs> anyway, time goes by and Danny finds herself almost becoming obsessed with the ghosts and her role as protector. Um, He's so obsessed with me. He's obsessed with ghosts. And this is kind of presented, so it, it's written in the first person, so it's all from Danny's point of view. Um, of like course. it's her problem and her own shortcomings for getting obsessed. It's literally her job. And also. What? They're like, she, it's just sort of like, it's this idea of like, she keeps going on about like, my terrible boldness at wanting to get to the um the bottom of the mystery. And you're like... Boldness? Boldness, yeah. Bold, bold. <laughs> She's not bold. Boldness. Boldness. That's boldness. What you're boldness. Boldness. Not yeah. boldness. Boldness. My terrible boldness. Oh, to be fair, she sounds like she's got a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think I'd start losing bloody hair if ghosts kept popping up and they wanted to rape the kids I was looking after. Oh, my God. Like, oh. It's literally the worst thing. Like, the house is haunted. Oh, my God. It can't get worse than this. It can. <laughs> it really can. What do they want? They want to touch the kids. No! I swear that happens in a horror film, like a haunting in Connecticut or something. No, I think that's oh, something else. But it's something like that. An American haunting? Something like that. Probably. Uh, probably American. Probably. Um, I watched Finding Nemo yesterday. That is an excellent film. It's an excellent film. And not made in 1990, as someone was very emphatically telling me at the museum the other day. I'm like, look, honey, I don't know what to tell you. And she was like, it was made in 1990 because it's 20 years old. I'm like, ah. okay. <laughs> honey. You might want to sit down for this. <laughs> Literally. She, when I told her um, 20 years ago, we were still in the 2000s because it's 2022. Um, I, she looked like, you know, she, she might cry. <laughs> I, 
like I mentioned, I work in a college, and so when I see, like, people's birth dates, and I see 2006, I want to be sick. Mm, yeah. You can't be in college if you're born in 2000. No. You're, like, Sorry, five. but Casey, you can't be out of nappies if you were born in 1998. I can drive and it's drink. Disgusting. Not at the same time. <laughs> and I know that, because I'm an adult. You're disgusting. I was going to say, I mean, physically, I could. Just be very yeah. naughty. <laughs> would not. So don't drink and drive I shall apply some wisdom and avoid that right avoid where are we right. anyway with this obsession Danny takes perhaps quite an unhealthy view on the matter I should get used to my danger distinctly professing that my personal exposure had suddenly become the least of my discomfort so she's just going to be like it's fine if I'm in danger it's the least of my worries children it's- are getting raped by ghosts I mean fair I'm kind of with her on that. Just like, at the end of the day, I've got to stop the kids getting raped by the ghosts. Well, there's that. But I do say, you probably call the uncle and all move. I mean, like... I mean, that's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) There is, like, an idea as well. It's not massively gone into, but there is, like, a concept that Flora can't leave. She'll get over it. She'll get over it. Um... She's like four, you pick her up and you take her. Yeah, just do it when she's asleep, she'll never know. Also, the rapists aren't too concerned about her consent. I I think if you're trying to save her from rapists, you know, the the consent thing's already... And she's going to have to leave the house at some point. Like, she can't live there forever. Literally. So, yeah, it's a very weak argument. Anyway. um, But Flora won't like it if she gets taken away. I don't think Flora likes getting abused. (laughs) I don't think she really likes it. Anyway. So another thing that Danny has going on at the moment is that she meets a sexy gardener. No, she doesn't. I wish she yeah. did. That was a nice addition. I uh, Sadly not. Um, but she does become very paranoid that the children are in on it with the ghosts and basically oh, yeah. stringing her along while they go off gallivanting with the ghosts. Like, honey, <gasps> no, they're being abused. Stop it. Um, Miles, Flora, this is why you keep getting molested. <laughs> Damn it, Miles! <laughs> oh my god, no, it fits too well. I'm gonna edit it. It's gonna be great. Anyway, um, and she gets really weird about childhood innocence. To gaze into the depths of blue of the child's eyes and pronounce their loveliness a trick of premature cunning was to be guilty of cynicism in preference to which I naturally preferred to abjure my judgment. To gaze into the depths of blue of the child's eyes and pronounce their loveliness. Why you gotta be so weird about it, though? Your eyes are lovely, Miles. And you're Flora, too. Pretty blue eyes. Um, Incidentally, the front cover... So... Flora is meant to be blonde and blue eyed. Mm. The front cover, she's uh, she's not. Just we it all just... know brunette children with brown eyes creepier. <laughs> Don't know. I think blue eyes are creepy. No, no, children of the corn, blue eyes, blonde hair. Yeah, that's scary shit. That is some scary shit. Anyway, like, dude, you can't even be blaming them for being creepy um, when the ghosts be abusing them and dishing out all the punishments. Like, it's not cool. Anyway, like, the um, the victim blaming in this is mad and the obsession with childhood innocence as well. Like, mm. it's just fucking mm. gross. Um, like, uh, oh yeah, they go on to say a little bit later on how basically if Miles' innocence was taken, then he would be bad and therefore getting expelled would make perfect sense. Like, probably probably was his fault he probably was bad because he got you know he got his innocence taken what are you gonna do even if you take it in the way of like 
Well, if he'd been raped, he probably would have, like, you know, had some processing issues, so he probably would have started acting out, so that all kind of adds up. Even that's victim blaming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's so fucked. It was neither more nor less than the particular fact that for a period of several months, Quint and the boy had been perpetually together. It was indeed the very appropriate item of evidence of her having ventured to criticise the propriety, to hint at the incongruity of so close an alliance, and even go as far on the subject as a frank overture to Miss Jessel would take her. Miss Jessel had, with a very high manner about it, requested her to mind her business. This is about Mrs. Gross, by the way. She's the her in it. Mm. Um, to mind her business. And the good woman had on this directly approached Little Miles. What she had said to him, since I pressed, was that she liked to see young gentlemen not forget their station. So if you're a nice little gentleman, you won't lose your innocence and be raped by the scary man, will you? Because that would be very naughty if you did, Miles. Who's saying that, Miss Jessel? No, this is gross. Oh, okay. It's because uh, she didn't have a Cockney accent. I got confused. Um, oh, sorry. Um, Mrs. Sorry. Danny was saying it about Mrs. Gross. She was paraphrasing what Mrs. Gross was saying to her. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. Um, no. <laughs> no. Um, no. That's, no. Um, no. So basically, if you were a nice child, so I got confused. If you were a nice child um, and you had your innocence, you would be being raped. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. No. Yeah. No. 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 If you were a nice child. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, in like, it, it wasn't children, but like that rape case in um, Ireland with the black knickers. Like, well, if you were a nice God, girl yeah. who didn't want to get raped, would you wouldn't be wearing black knickers, would you? Right. Oh, it's also just the fucking scraping of the barrel. Like, if you've resorted to having to show her underwear to suggest mm-hmm. why your why why your rapist couldn't control himself, I think that in itself is proof of her innocence and his conviction. Literally, literally. Like, fucking no. disgusting. Anyway, so Danny keeps having all these weird conversations with Gross, who obviously is no one's first choice for child protection. Anyway, but there we mm. go. Um, so now we go back to her singing the praises of the kids, who, just to remind everyone, I don't feel we've exactly met. Mm. Because I feel that to meet a character in a book, they either have to have like, spoken, like had some lines, or just be like, highly involved in the scene, like... I don't feel Bertha. I don't think Bertha says anything in Jane Eyre. I might be wrong, but I feel like we meet her. You know, she hisses. <laughs> but I feel like she's very much there. Whereas I feel with the, yeah. the children, like the most they've ever been, is sort of like darling little Flora totted off to the side. I, do you know what I mean? I just feel like we haven't really met them. She's like but... a guinea pig. <laughs> she is a little guinea pig. But yeah, I just find it kind of weird. Anyway, um... but it also makes it hard for you, like, yeah, to form an attachment to them so then they're like a floor got raped you're like oh well you know i'm not like happy about it but but i'm not devastated either <laughs> i feel like i haven't met her yeah um, she's like oh it's a bit unnecessary this is what i mean like the children are such like a key point of the um story but i just feel like the writing style hasn't come to that point where like you know, sort of like something bad may happen to the children, and just because you're not, in, I'm just not invested in them. So obviously, Victorians don't care on, about but... children. The death rate's too high. To be fair, <laughs> so... maybe that's where Miles is slightly more in, in, in it. Anyway, um, yeah. she so she spends the next chapter singing the praises of the kids and says this disgusting line, which you know doesn't really push the story forward, but it's gross. So. 
Intrigue. I had brothers myself, and it was no revelation to me that little girls could be slavish idolaters of little boys. What surpassed everything was that there was a little boy in the world, Miles, she means, yeah. who could have the who could have for the inferior age, sex, and intelligence so fine a consideration. No, sorry, sorry, he could have so fine of intelligence. He could have for the inferior age, sex, and intelligence so fine a consideration. So isn't he so oh. nice to the inferior sex of girls? No. Well, no. I mean, she's saying he is very nice. I'm sure he is nice. But no, the, the fact is it's not inferior. <laughs> it's not inferior. And also the amazement that she has for, he's actually nice to girls. Gross. It makes... Bleh, it's just that phrase. I don't care if it's an old-timey book. Get in the fucking bin, Henry J. I just feel, I just feel that every man who has ever uttered that phrase needs to be kicked in the balls every day for about a week, once mm-hmm. a month, forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah, I'm ever. talking about. Yeah, I know. Inferior fucking sex. On this, oh my god, um, why can't I put a sentence together? When I had my dog walking business, I was picking up a dog from someone's house, and there was something wrong with their front door, like it didn't lock properly. And the neighbour was there, and he was like, "Oh, um, I've like dropped things off around their house before. Um, it's got a knack to it. Let me show you." And I was like, "Okay," and he couldn't do it, and then I did it. And he said something along the lines of, um, this is why when I had a business, I didn't let the women talk because um, I only wanted to, it's better when you only see them smile. Um, we don't want them to talk. Did you kill him? I was just like, mm-hmm. oh. I walked, and it didn't even make any sense because I was the one that fucking locked him. So <laughs> I was like, you don't want them to show you up? Because your ego's that pathetic. And the thing is, fragile? he kind of said it like smiling as though like I locked it and like it, because he was like obviously a sex old man, it made sense he was going to say something along the lines of like, oh, you know, I didn't have women in my business, but maybe if they're as sharp as you, I should have kind of thing. But the fact he was just like, oh, I didn't have women in my business because he didn't want them to talk. I... But sorry, how is that so... relevant even to this? What? Sometimes the older generation just... Swing and a fucking miss, man. <laughs> I was just so confused. I was like, what? Hey. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to you... fight an old man in the street. I'm just going to leave. Did but... you tell the story about the old man at your work the other day bullying the ginger child? No. That, that, we haven't recorded since that happened. Um, the fact that laugh. ginger is relevant to the story. I'm not being a mean person. <laughs> Having ginger hair is great. Unless apparently you're this guy. It was so weird. Um, so this old man came over to a group of kids. Um, yeah, I work in museums with like um, educational programs for schools. And so this just regular visitor in the museum came up to the school group and he said something to one of the kids. I didn't quite catch it. And the kid looked really, really uncomfortable. And the adult that was with them was like, oh, they're taught not to talk to strangers. So he's very nervous around strangers. It's like their first school trip. And the old man was like, oh, I was just saying they called me Ginger Nut at school and bullied me too and teased me. And the boy just looked like so traumatised. Like I'm being so bullied awful. by an old man in, in an unfamiliar space. And so the woman that was with them started being like, oh, it doesn't matter what colour your hair is. You're lovely. And I was kind of like to the old man, like, oh, are you doing the museum trail? Yeah, that bit's not round here. I fuck off. And then um, 
she had to like uh, yeah tell their lead teacher what had gone down um and i was like trying to like <laughs> get the boy like really invested in like the next activity like come on let's do this oh you're excellent at that please don't be traumatized please don't be traumatized please don't be traumatized by being bullied by old men but we were saying it, it's like we were talking i was talking to some other people at the museum it's like they have this kind of like um, entitlement when they're in a museum that they can just huh. go up and start talking to these children we're like if you're in a supermarket if you're in the park you wouldn't fucking do it it's not okay it's, and it's we don't, not okay and we don't want to have to have signs in the museum saying like the children are not part of the attraction leave them alone because <laughs> we oh kind of hope you can figure it out can you imagine just seeing that sign like oh <laughs> what on earth made you get to this point a lot of things. We get a lot of old people talking to children because they see all the old shit, they get excited because they recognise it from the first time round and then they start abusing children. <laughs> it's literally what happens. It's a natural progression. You see some old shit, you remember it, you abuse a child. <laughs> yeah, like, How do you uh, spend your Sundays? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, bizarre. That's what old people in museums do. That is what they do. Anyway, <laughs> so one night, Danny has stayed up to read a thrilling book. Um, while the children sleep this book is mentioned in the footnotes <clears throat> mm. there was a room full of old books that lie last century fiction some of it which to the extent of a distinctly deprecated renown but never to so much as that of a stray specimen had reached the sequestered home and appealed to the unavowed curiosity of my youth I remember that the book I had in my hand was Fielding's Amelia and that I was wholly awake ooh Henry Fielding's Amelia, written in 1751, is a melodrama of feminine intelligence fronting adversity and being rewarded by marriage and love. Do you say it was written by a man as well? Of course. Of course, of course yeah. Of course, of so, course, of course. obviously, this being written by a man shows a woman being like, oh, all I can ever aspire to is being loved and married. What a reward. Uh, I mean... To be fair, that you didn't really like, have much of a lifeline if you did do that back then, unless you had a male relative to support you. So mm. not dying destitute in the streets, I suppose that is quite a nice reward. But <laughs> fuck you, patriarchy. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You bastard, Jim. You've upset everyone. Yeah. Dishonour. No. Dishonour on you. <laughs> Dishonour on your care. Dishonour on your society. Fuck yes. you. So basically, obviously, women are um uh women is wooed and obsessed with marriage and love and that's all that women want. <laughs> women, women is wooed. I heard that is wooed. She's very wooed. Wooed. <laughs> wooed. Anyway, Danny suddenly feels something is wrong, so goes out for a little stroll about the house. Um, <clears throat> I feel something is wrong. I feel like I'm the female protagonist in this, and I'm not always thinking about marriage. Oh my! Oh my! I best go meet a ghost. Yes, I need an untimely demise very quickly. She does. Um, clearly, I've been at this far too long. Well, you know, she's probably like twenty twenty now, so yeah. she's practically on the shelf. Mm, yeah. So there's nothing Best left I. for her now. Dried up, destitute, <laughs> depressed, old Unwanted, lady, unloved. decrepit, mm-hmm. void, dusty. <laughs> Hollow, withered, mm-hmm. smelly, gross. A. There's nothing wrong with being single at fucking twenty or seventy. Seventy-one no. though, that's not okay. Seventy-one, sort of fucking out. So as as that is disgusting. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Seriously, disgusting. 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, she goes out for a little walk. Um, she's walking along with her little candle. I came within sight of the tall window that presided over the great turn of the staircase. At this point, I precipitately found myself aware of three things. They were practically simultaneous. And I remembered three things at the exact same, <laughs> same time. time. Number one. <laughs> yeah. There's a ghost on the stairs and I was kind of freaked out. <laughs> Number two. I can't remember the tune. Number two, I'm not. A, it's because it's just talk rapping. I can only do it if it's the exact words. Can't mm. can't ad lib that. Sorry, Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I tried. Anyway, I remember three exact things at the exact same time. They were practically simultaneous, yet they had flashes of um, succession. My candle, under a bold flourish, went out, and I perceived by the uncovered window that the yielding dusk of earliest morning rendering it unnecessary. Without it, the next instant, I knew that there was a figure on the stair. I speak of um, sequences, but I require no lapse of seconds to stiffen myself for a third encounter with Quint. <laughs> the apparition had reached the landing halfway up and was therefore on the spot nearest the window where at sight of me it stopped short and fixed me exactly as it had fixed me from the tower and from the garden he knew me as well as i knew him and so in the cold faint twilight with a glimmer in the high glass and another on the polish of the oak stair below we faced each other in our <laughs> common intensity he was absolutely on this occasion a living detestable dangerous presence Sorry, just because it says they met each other, I just got like a fight, 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 fight vibe. <laughs> well, yeah. Quint's raring to fucking go. He's, he's giving her the devil eyes. Like, I'm gonna fight. fight Danny, fucking have him. Danny, you're alive. You've got an edge. Fight, 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 fight. Danny doesn't have an edge by being alive. She can die. He has nothing to lose. Okay, make an excellent point. I just kind of feel like ultimately alive people are stronger than dead people. Fight, 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 fight. I was like, oh. I've got nothing to lose, mate. He's like, I could kill you. What are you going to do to me? waft you uh, yeah i'll turn a fucking fan on you phantom <laughs> so like, look i could do a pretty awful fart and i could trap you in a bottle with it for eternity i could <laughs> yeah. bring one up every 20 minutes that could be your life quint it could it could fight fight anyway, fight <laughs> she is struck by the fact that she is not scared as at all she's just sort of like fucking she's ready to fight 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 she is the thing was as human and hideous as a real interview. Hideous just because it as was As a real human. interview? This is just like that time I got interviewed for The Gap and they rejected me. <laughs> they were, this is just like that time I interviewed for that for the uh, master of this house. God damn, I hate this job. <laughs> Why the fuck am I doing this? Why the fuck am I doing this? Um, it was hideous just because it was human. As human as to have met alone in the small hours in a sleeping house, some enemy, some adventurer, some criminal... Ooh. Some ghost. Anyway, anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, so just as she's staring at him, he turns and disappears, and she's like, Ooh. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, you better run. <laughs> yeah, you better fade. Oh, yeah, you better float away. Yeah, keep floating. I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, he floated away because he was scared of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get him next time. So, yeah, another scary sighting of Quint. Anyway. So she makes her way back to her room after this. Yeah. Um, and just for clarity, she, well, she'd been reading in the chair in Flora's bedroom. So she goes back in there to kind of like gather her things and check on Flora and everything. Mm -hmm. Flora's bed is empty. Oh, Flora. Flora. Yeah. Now, that, now the fear that she didn't feel while she was looking at Quint starts to creep in on poor Danny. Mm. 
Well, like she time... says, she doesn't care about her own safety, but she cares about the kids being raped. Yeah, like, but... shit. Yeah. I've lost a child. I've lost a child. <laughs> I've lost a child. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I returned to my room. The foremost thing I saw there, by the light of the candle I had left burning, was that Flora's little bed was empty. And on this, I caught my breath with all the terror that five minutes before I had been able to resist. I dashed at the place in which I had left her lying. I noticed an agitation on the window blind, and the child, ducking down, emerged rosily from the other side of it. She stood there, in so much of her candia, and so little of her nightgown, with her little pink bare feet and the golden glow of her curls. She looked intensely grave, and I had never had such a sense of losing an advantage acquired, the thrill of which had just been so prodigious, that word again, mm. as on my consciousness that she addressed me with a reproach. You naughty! Where have you been? Ooh, around. And Flora spoke. Oh, well done, Flora. Yeah. We're like well, two thirds of the way through, and one of the main characters has spoken. Well done, Flora. Get, get on you, Flora. Well done. There might be a reason she doesn't speak much, because um, I'm just going to read out the next page of dialogue. It's it's quite a long chunk. I apologise, but okay. I just I just need to know how fucking weird Flora is. <laughs> okay. Um, so it starts with Danny speaking. You were looking for me out of the window, I said. You thought I might be walking in the grounds. Well, you know, I thought someone was. She never blanched as she smiled out that at me. Oh, how I look at her now. And did you see anyone? Ah, no. She returned almost with full privilege of childish inconsequence, restfully though with a long sweetness in her little drawl of the negative at that moment in the state of my nerves i absolutely believed she lied and if i once more closed my eyes it was before the dazzle of the three or four possible ways in which i might take this up one of these for a moment tempted me with such a singular force that that to resist it i must have gripped my little girl with a spasm that wonderfully she submitted to without a cry or a sign of fright (coughs) i'm gonna break there just to be like sorry sorry daddy you did what to the child you you broke her spine what <laughs> you grabbed her that you grabbed her that she wonderfully submitted to without cry well i mean if she's used to being abused if adults grab her and she goes limp you know that's a trauma response thing is i i get it, like i panicked i grabbed her but thankfully she didn't scream out and alert the whole house i i get that logical line mm-hmm. of thought did you have to write wonderfully she submitted without cry though did you have to write it like that? I mean, there are perks to children being abused. <laughs> Is that what she's getting at? Wonderfully, she was so abused that every time an adult grabs her, she goes completely submissive. It was quite a bonus in this situation. It's quite a bonus. It's just like, I mean, you had the choice of what you words you used when you wrote this. You ch- you know exactly what you put down. Maybe it's uh, that kind of thing that, you know, everyone could be a child abuser all on a slippery slope. Like, and I grabbed her and she went submissive. Kind of hard. Can I have them? <laughs> <laughs> this looks so gross. Like, Danny, stop it. Put the put the child down. Down. Literally, everyone, step away from the children. Step away from the or, children. And just leave them alone. Yeah, potentially. Sounds better. Yeah. Leave them alone. Hmm. Leave them alone. Oh, leave them alone. Why not break out at her on the very spot and have it all over? Give it to her straight in her lovely little lighted face. You see... You see, you know that you do, and that you already quite suspect. I believe it. Therefore, why not frankly confess it to me, so that we may at least live with it together and learn, learn perhaps, in the strangeness of our fate, where we are and what it means. 
This solicitation dropped, alas, as it came. If I could immediately have succumbed to it, I might have spared myself. Well, you'll see what. Instead of succumbing, I sprang again to my feet, looked at her bed, and, and took a helpless middle way. Why did you pull the curtain over the place to make me think you were still there? So she didn't act on that impulse. She just thought about it. She just but... thought about it. I just thought about it. I just thought about grabbing the kid. I didn't yeah. grab her, though. <laughs> and that's what makes me not a predator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still not going to hire you. You're still no, scary. no, you're not getting a good reference, Danny. No. Flora luminously considered, after which, with her little divine smile, because I don't like to frighten you. But if I had, by your idea, gone out, she absolutely declined to be puzzled. She turned her eyes to the flame of the candle as if the question was as irrelevant, or at any rate as impersonal as Mrs. Marset of Nine Times Nine, which is like boring children's school books. Mm. Um, oh, but you know, she quite adequately answered, that you might come back, you dear, and that you have. And after a little while, when she had gone to bed, I had a long time by almost sitting on her for the retention of her hand to show how I recognised the pertinence of my return. So she Almost sitting on her? Yeah, so Flora's kind of got her trap. She's fallen asleep on her, like she oh. and her go. Oh, right. But does... I don't I think thought Henry... Danny was sitting on Flora, that's why I was confused. <laughs> you know, I kind of did too, but I decided that Flora was being weird. More sense. Anyway, I don't think Henry J has ever hung out with a child. You did come back, you dear. She's meant to be like four. <laughs> I don't know, four-year-olds say weird shit. You have come back, you dear. You dear. Like, I'm sorry, what fucking four-year-olds are you hanging out with? Like, like you're straight. Nice ones. <laughs> nice ones. But yeah, you kind of you kind of be grabbing children. You can't be grabbing children. You can't be getting happy when they succumb to you. Like, no. No. But yeah. No. 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 Anyway, I think we'll leave it there for today. I feel traumatised. I feel like I've aged. I, I, it took such a dark turn. I, I know you kept saying it was going to get darker. I thought there was like me a ghost without a face. I didn't think they'd start raping the kiddies. I know. When it was like, when I was writing the notes, I was like, am I being weird? Have I like listened to too much true crime and weirdly read into this? And everyone, like, I'm going to say it. And everyone's going to be like, no, he's obviously just like, I don't know, getting miles to steal or whatever, you know, like little stuff. But then I Googled it and it's like, no, no, the kids were almost definitely sexually abused. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. Why? Why? Why can't we just have a nice Victorian ghost story, Katie? Why does it always have to come back to rape? Because that's what the Victorians do, apparently. Yeah, they fucking love it. Oh, Victorians, take a long, hard look at yourselves. When you want to just think about what you've done exactly, because quite frankly, it's shameful. Stop putting it in literature. Stop being gross. Stop putting it in See you next week for more traumatising... Child rape. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's only gonna get worse and more they're gonna do worse things. Oh my god. I feel like this is the same. Like but, uh, I'm red handed at the moment, they're doing a lot of like satanic cult kind of um hysteria stuff. I feel like this is like the real deal. Oh when I will say this for it though, thankfully I thankfully, it's written in such fucking cryptic language that you know, 
to understand exactly what's going on, you have to really want to know. <laughs> and luckily for you guys, Katie really does. <laughs> it was just that moment when I was recent when I was writing the notes, being like, "They are, they are sexually abusing the kids." That's that's not me being weird and reading into it. Weird. I'm going to Google it just to just to make sure I haven't gone weird. But <laughs> if anyone else does have any different interpretations. Please. Please lighten the mood for us. Yeah. Definitely. Or also make me look like an absolute freak. <laughs> Why did you Please. think that? Google told me. Google said it. I don't know. Google, Google said, said it first. I, I don't know. It was Google started it. <laughs> well, guys, I don't know if I do look forward to next week, but I hope you'll join us. Yeah. We'll all hold each other's hands and we'll get through this horror together. If you liked what you've heard, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've enjoyed this, you're weird. You're weird. You're weird. And you'll probably do quite well on our socials. So head over there, give us a follow. And if you want to hear some stories about poo, head over to Patreon. Uh, we'll record that in the next couple of days, I suppose. Maybe this weekend. We'll record it this weekend. Mm. Put it up on Saturday. There, there you go. go. Little little Saturday treat for you. Little, little story little of sa- turds. Little, little, little turd treat. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Bye.